We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along with my co-host Dan. Dan, how's it going? What up, dude? What is up? We we had two games this week and only lost one. Pretty crazy. (laughs) Pretty crazy time. Supposed to have two games, you know. (laughs) We also didn't win any games, so. Yeah, that's true. We also didn't win any games. Well, that's just another day. That's just another week, man. And uh, shit, things are good, dude. How you doing? Still healthy over there? Everything going all right? I don't have coronavirus, which is more than the Colorado Rapids can say. That's so, good. Colorado Rapids, NFL teams are finally crumbling. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a matter of time. Uh, people, stop thinking that this doesn't exist. I, I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. Uh, I see a lot of you out there. Uh, bro, bro, I bought a bicycle the other day. Yep. And I'm like, I got my mask on and everything. Yep. No one in the shop was wearing one. I hate it. And I was like, what? why do you why are you giving me looks making me feel like an asshole yeah like this isn't okay it's it sucks it's dumb i hate it and they're saying that you know i I hesitate to say a second wave because we never really even hardly got out of the first wave but you know with with flu season coming and with cold weather coming it's starting to cool Mm -hmm. off now like that's when viruses tend to flare up even more it never really went away in the summer like people thought but i just Please, people, take it seriously. We we say this every week, and we're and still rolling with the first like a, one, man. Yeah, not to sound like a broken record, but please do wear a mask. Uh, there's there's pretty compelling evidence now that not only does it help other people, but they're saying that it can actually help you from the standpoint that it reduces the amount of uh, it's called viral load that you get, which is basically the number of virus particles that you get. And if you get less virus particles, then the intensity of the virus that you get is less. So you're less likely to die, which is perhaps one of the cases, one of the reasons why we've seen a little bit of a, a smaller uh, death rate compared to the number of infections that we've had is if more people are wearing masks, then it's more likely that the intensity of the virus you'll get is lower and you're less likely to die. Goddamn so, Jimmy Fauci over here. What is this? Wear, wear, wear a mask. It's, it's basic science. Please trust doctors. Don't find the one doctor who you see in a Facebook meme who decides that no masks don't work and then choose to believe that doctor over the 99% of doctors who say masks do work. 
Yeah, chances are, uh, if you see someone saying stuff like that, go look up other things they've said, and they're probably like, uh, yeah, you don't want the, the demon virus, you know. Or <laughs> You're having sex with something. demons at night, and that's why you get sick. <laughs> with demons. That's a thing. Uh, also, don't, don't, you know, please resist the urge to, to make jokes out of the term viral load. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> you said it. I bit my tongue. I, yeah. I couldn't bite it any longer. That's the technical term, so. Hey, mm. a lot of technical terms out there. We're just just we're like just... vascular Wednesday, bro. This is soccer <laughs> and this is science. All right, yeah. we're a double S podcast soccer up in this bitch. Science, science uh, and well, soccer. Anyway, let's before we jump into talking about actual soccer, we did get a new review. Hey, so I want to go ahead and read that. If you have not yet left us a five star rating or review, please go do so. Yeah, uh, we would very much appreciate it. But it, it's a long one, so I, I'm I'm gonna give it to you because I don't like reading long things. Okay, uh, this is from. Kelvin Heckman 7. No other pod for me is what it's called. Five stars. I apologize for not five starring and leaving a review until now, but here it is. I listen to a couple different podcasts here and there, but none as religiously as I do this one. Or religion, bro. It's cool. Praise him <laughs> in all his glory. Praise be. Um, I really appreciate the work these two do, and I'm always looking forward to each Wednesday. I feel like I get great insight on sporting as well as a good amount of MLS news. They create an entertaining show with Jimmy Mack providing all the best takes and details while Dan Couser satisfies any humorous needs. Yeah. It's the perfect combo for a great show. Keep up the great work. And then he goes on. Also, in regards to the societal issues that are prevalent in our country right now, I really appreciate how you guys speak up on the podcast. These things do affect the league, the club, and everyone else. It's important for people to hear and know, and you two do a great job at putting them out there. Well, thank you, Calvin. Nice. I appreciate that. That's good stuff. Um, we read them. We read them on the air. And uh, yeah. not just for us, you know, for, for it to make us feel good, but also uh, for everyone else to know how awesome we are. <laughs> <laughs> Join our religion. <laughs> oh, my. I crossed myself. I've never done that. I'm probably going to light on fire soon. Yeah. Um, Demon sex. <laughs> no, thank you, Kelvin. Um, I do, just on a personal note, I do actually appreciate the, that last little bit you put in there too. I know these societal issues are important to both Dan and I. I also know that sometimes I can go on rants about them probably longer than some of you would like me to. So uh, it, I, I am aware of that, but I do feel strongly about some of this stuff. So um, if you if you disagree with me, that's your prerogative. I challenge you to try to look at it from a different perspective. I'm happy to have conversations with people if if you would like to do so in some way. But uh, I, I just... don't do it. I don't have conversations <laughs> with Jimmy. I'm not smart enough to like debate him. So word to the wise: proceed with caution. He's good. <laughs> no, I just I do think these things are important, and I know there is a stick to sports crowd out there, and I just think that that. Uh, is not something that we can do in society anymore is to just stick to sports and ignore the real issues that affect a lot of players, staff, fans in this league and beyond. Have you, do, I think someone told us to stick to sports one time, stick to soccer. And I was just like, do you listen to our podcast? We hardly do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even when there's not mass societal unrest and pandemics yeah. and an election and all that stuff, we are talking about we're all over the place. Disney Plus, WWE, God knows Video what. games, movies. <laughs> so. Or pop, I, uh, pop culture, man. I know you're a big WWE fan, Dan. And I saw, right. you know, one of the one of the, the wrestlers from my childhood, Mr. Jeff Hardy, um, looked like he almost killed himself in some clip that I saw. So, you saw that? I When I saw it, 
I, I was watching live, of course. Yeah. I was waiting for you to like send it to me, but I yeah. think you're tired of sending me things because you're like, he's already seen it. I did. <laughs> I, I, I copied it and I was like, well, surely he's already seen it. But I was just like, this dude jumped off from a ladder from like 20 feet in the air onto another dude laying on a ladder that snapped in half. And I was like, not the know, first time he's done that. I know I it's mean, all scripted and stuff. And, and then when they're sure. punching, they're not actually punching people in the face although they do seems like slap each other in the chest and whatnot pretty hard but you can't my point is you can't fake diving off of a ladder from 20 feet in right. the air and landing on somebody so there's some um, things that i'd love to be a part of and then i see something and i'm like oh man no no that no. probably hurts i got sensitive back don't slap yeah. me in the back <laughs> all i'm saying is it looked crazy and i know you're a big fan so i just wanted to say i don't know how these people are alive <laughs> yeah it's fun the guy that got landed on ended up winning and i was like good he deserves that yeah. that probably hurt <laughs> i have to imagine like because i assume there's like a team of writers that probably come up with this stuff and and i'm sure the wrestlers are involved in it and whatnot but like oh i'm sure that if, was jeff's idea to begin with the dude's freaking maybe. nuts yeah but i just imagine like if you're a writer and you're the dude who's supposed to be laying across another ladder that's elevated that gets jumped on from 20 feet in the air are you like hold on Let's yeah. let's let's go back to this point. I have a question about this. Can we talk about this? That he's yeah. jumping off a fifteen foot ladder. Was it fifteen or twenty? It was it up was, there. It was tall. Oh, do they make twenty foot ladders? That's I don't know. I was just guessing. All I know is too high. That's what it was. Yeah. It was too high. Fifteen, probably. I don't know much about ladders. I just recently acquired my first ladder, and I'm ready to have ladder matches in the backyard. <laughs> if you want to come, uh, take nope. me on. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that one. But <laughs> Marissa won't do it either. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, you know. That uh, Jeff Hardy jumping off a ladder was uh, <laughs> more entertaining than the soccer game that we watched when uh, Sporting Casey took on Orlando City Trying last Wednesday. You, no one listens to me. So, uh, you know, last Wednesday, it was another case. Uh, it was the first time uh, Alan Polito was back in the 18 or the 20 or whatever it's called now uh, in five games. So that was encouraging. What Although does it matter? He wasn't starting. Uh, we had... Ilya back in the starting lineup for the first time in a long time, which also I want to say, if you haven't read the Ilya article, there's a couple of them on the Blue Testament, but there's one that's called The Values of Ilya Sanchez, Sporting Kansas City's All-Around Example. He doesn't go into the details about what happened with his family. It's just still family issues, but he does talk about sort of like his mental state during that time. And he talks about how it was important for him to be there and why he wouldn't have been able to live with himself if he didn't go, but also how he and his dad and his brothers would stay up late at night to watch the Sporting Kansas City game. And like, so he it's didn't just say a, what happened or why he had to go? No, he didn't. Um, and, and I'm not sure that um, Bob, the guy who interviewed him, I'm not sure he pushed on that because sure, probably pretty personal, but he did just say, um, he, you know, a quote, he said, mentally, I would not have been able to be here knowing at home the situation was like that. So he didn't say what the situation was, but clearly it was bad enough. Yeah, and no, someone some definitely, case, someone got kidnapped and Alan Polito was like, happens all the time. <laughs> I don't know if there was a coronavirus breakout or what, but just, yeah. you know, go read that article. It's a really interesting insight into Ilya and just his like mental state and how he views soccer and the club and life. Hmm. Um, so check that out but he started for the first time in a while and you know there was no dom there was no yuri Rozelle. uh but you you were a little worried about this game heading into it so i know i was a little more confident you were pessimist dan i was optimist jimmy and it's all about form though bro like i i yeah. know you think sporting's the better team but orlando's on this tear and yeah. and they're beating people and they're getting confident and to come to sporting dude i don't know if people if everyone knows this 
but teams are having to fly into the city the day of the game, play the game, fly home that night. Orlando yeah. came in, dude, two-hour flight or whatever it is, shakes out their legs, whoops yeah. our ass, goes home. I well, mean, what a day at work. And it was even stranger because this is like the only game we're playing in this shortened season that's not like a relatively geographically close team that's like in the greater like midwest slash utah texas you know tennessee region it's it's very it was very strange but you know again this is kind of uh, this the the way the games are going now is starting to remind me of like the way that that games transpired in sort of like the the 2016 2017 era of sporting kc where it was like we would get 27 shots off in the game two of them would be on target we might score a goal and then our xg would be like three and a half and we'd draw or lose Mm -hmm. like i feel like this is this is something that that happened before with sporting kc and sometimes they're able to work themselves out of the funk and sometimes they're not and as of now they haven't really been able to work themselves out of this funk but I mean, once again, if you look at the stats, Sporting KC won possession, 56 to 44. Sporting KC had better passing accuracy. Sporting KC outshot Orlando 16 to 8, although they had more on-target shots, 3 to 2. It's just like, it's the, it's, it's the same old story. And it it's is. It's so frustrating. It is. And I, I, I guess I'm kind of happy we didn't have to turn around and play another game. I know sometimes the players say they'd love to get this taste out of their mouth right away, but I think a little, little more recovery – um, some time to prepare for the next game could be nice yeah you know yeah we were supposed to and we'll talk about here what happened in the orlando game in, in a minute uh but we were supposed uh, can, to obviously dude, you can sum up the orlando game in a matter of four minutes when all hell went loose you know yeah i mean well exactly we were supposed to just turn around and, and try to get things back on track on the road in colorado but uh colorado has everybody in the club it seems has coronavirus as of now They have 19 different people between three players and 16 staff members that have tested positive for coronavirus. Bro, it started with one player and three staff members. Mm -hmm. Like that shit has grown now. Yeah. I saw, I read somewhere that they think that maybe it was a technical staff member uh, who, who brought the virus in. Uh, This is from uh, Jeff Carlisle on ESPN. Uh, It says a source with knowledge of the situation told ESPN that, of the staff members, uh, that all of the staff members are on the technical side of the organization, though it's unclear to the extent of which the coaching staff has been affected. So, see, here's what sucks about this, dude. There's a HIPAA violation here. Like, like you can't say names, but like you figure it out when people play games. Oh, who who had coronavirus for Sporting Kansas City? Uh, well, Daniel Shallowy's not injured, but Daniel Shallowy's on the injury report. Right. It just, it sucks, dude. In sports, there is no anonymity. You got to come clean with it. And I'm just thinking, I'm thinking Kai Kamara infected people and got the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. It's, uh, I don't know, man. It's, this is wild. Um, people keep getting, cr- I, I don't blame Kai. Maybe Kai saw writing on the wall and he's like, somebody here is not being responsible. I'm not about to get sick because y'all can't keep from partying right so i'm going to minnesota (laughs) do you ever think that you have it you ever felt it anything uh right when the pandemic started i was taking my temperature like every 20 minutes because this was like when people didn't know like we know more about it now 
it's sure. still a, a tough thing to treat, but we, we know more about what to look for, what not to look for, that not having symptoms doesn't necessarily mean you don't have it. But right when it started, I, I'd get a little tickle in my throat and I'd be like, oh my God, I got it. And then I'd logically think about it and I'd be like, well, no, there's no way I can have it. I literally haven't gone anywhere. Like yeah, the virus isn't just like sneaking into my house at night and infecting me. So <laughs> I um, get it. I, I got a sore throat the other day and I was like, well, that's not a symptom. Uh, what, what is my problem? You know, it will, but it can be a symptom. What? Who said that? That's sore throat's one of the symptoms that it's, it's not necessarily like fever, cough, body aches are, are the ones that like they said initially were the symptoms, but sore throat can be a symptom. Well, my body always aches, but that's just because I'm a 34 year old man that stays <laughs> active. We're getting old. Yeah. I'm just hurting all the time. That's fine. So, but I mean, they say, you know, the, the problem is now like there are so many, it, it can manifest itself in so many different ways. You can lose your taste and smell. Yeah, I heard about that. Throat. That would piss me off because I like food. I'd be like, right. oh, I wish this tasted great. So <laughs> I did actually get a test one time when they were doing like the free tests here in Lee Summit because I was like, well, if it's free, I might as well just go see. I don't have any symptoms. I don't think I have it. But what if I do? Right, exactly. So, but of course, I got it. I was negative. And of course, that's only one moment in time. That doesn't mean anything going forward. It's just like, okay, cool. When you did that test, you didn't have it. Congrats. Mm -hmm. But do you grocery shop once a week? Once, yeah, once a week, once every week and a half. It kind of depends. You don't have like a set so, day? You go to the store or something? We usually go on weekends. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, sometimes we'll go, if it's a slow work day, I might go like take a break in the middle of the day and go work or go grocery shop. But usually it's, you know, one of us will go and we'll try to do it as quickly as we can and stay away from people and then get back. So Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, Colorado, bad shape. Well, this is crazy. I mean, like, it's just like NFL, man. It was just a matter of time. Something was going to happen. And it sucks for teams that, I mean, does Colorado have to forfeit games? Because they're trying to postpone this game. And it's like, where are you going to squeeze that into? Well, so that was a, you know, we got we got a couple of questions. And, and, and that was really what everybody was asking was, you know, what does this mean for um, – the Rapids matches are, you know, Zachary Harden asked, what are the odds on having the Ra Rapids match rescheduled? And Emmanuel H says, you know, Colorado has confirmed eight more positive cases of COVID-19 that will likely affect their match against Portland. How do you think the postponed matches will fit into the schedule with decision day on November 8th? And is it better they forfeit these matches instead? Which, and I think that was along the lines of Drake Ewing just tweeted us the other day why can't mls just force the rapids to concede the game to not congest the schedule even more from what i understand they're gonna try to reschedule these as much as possible we do have some open wednesdays later in the season that they probably left open for this reason to try to schedule them then i think they're also gonna really 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 avoid forcing forfeits um i think they'll look instead to do what major league baseball did because they're were some teams that looked like they might not be able to complete their seasons. And in fact, the Cardinals and the Tigers both played two less games than everybody because the Cardinals had their breakout. They couldn't get to the 60 games. They could only get to 58. So what they did instead was they just started looking at win percentage. And that's how they did the standings as opposed to, you know, even though the Cardinals only played 58 games and other people played 60, the Cardinals had a better win percentage, so they get in the playoffs. But I think they got in the playoffs. That's but I think – 
I think what MLS would do is if it really got down to that, they'd look at, well, do we look at points per game or something instead of making them forfeit? I don't know. That's just a, a theory. Yeah. So I just have a hard time seeing MLS forcing forfeits. They won't. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I could see the reasoning in wanting that. I mean, right. we'll take a win however we can get it. <laughs> But that's the problem, yeah, is the forcing of the forfeit doesn't – I mean, obviously it punishes the team that takes the forfeit because they don't have an opportunity to earn points. But really what it does more than anything is it disproportionately benefits the team they were supposed to play by just giving them a free three points. Yeah. So other teams probably wouldn't be too happy. Well, I'll tell you, uh, results over the weekend uh, didn't hurt us any. I mean, anyone that was poised to overtake us, um, results kind of went our way despite us not playing a game. Well, that's the weird thing. Yeah, so we, we, uh, we've played 13 games. Uh, we're somehow still in third place. We keep losing and drawing and dropping points. And, you know, FC it Dallas just shows lost. you how far and first we could freaking be. Right. FC Dallas lost, which was a chance for them to make up more points on us. Portland, they beat Seattle, but so they're four points ahead of us there. And Seattle also has, uh, is four points ahead of us at 24 points. We're at 20, but Portland's played one more game than we have. So, you know, functionally, they're not as far ahead of us as it looks potentially. And it's just, I mean, this is a case where, yeah, Sporting KC's not playing well, but other teams aren't playing well either. And I think it's just, that's what leads me to kind of believe that like, this is less about sporting being bad and more about this is just a weird season. Oh, it's totally weird, man. Like, let's just throw the year out. You know what I mean? Right. Unless we win the whole thing, then it's like, hey, best year ever. I mean, the top four teams in the Eastern Conference all would be at least two points clear of first place in the Western Conference. Hmm. Like the Columbus has 30 points, Philadelphia has 28, Toronto has 28, Orlando has 26. The two first place teams in the West are Seattle and Portland. They have 24. So I think the West is just eating itself. Pretty much. I mean, it's very, it's very crumbled. It's very convoluted. Um, it, it's uh, congested. Uh, another C word I can't think of right now. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a tough life over here in the West, man. Yeah. Which, I mean, you could say, is the West more competitive? Or is it more inconsistent? I think that second word is probably better. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's inconsistent. And, and yeah, it's just a, a, a matter of... LAFC's losing to San Jose, bro. Well, LAFC's losing to San Jose. And then San Jose's losing like 7-1 to Seattle or whatever it was. Just like, giving up touchdowns, bro. <laughs> right. Nobody knows what you're getting on any given week. Yeah. So it's tough. But let's let's talk a little bit about what happened in this Orlando game. Sure. Uh, you know, it first off, this game got real chippy real fast. Like I, it's been a week since we watched this, but I just players were getting at each other. The yellow cards were flying early. It looked like for a bit that if Dom was on the field, there would have been a fight. If Dom was on the field, I could have seen a red somewhere, uh, <laughs> probably against us because Dom has the tendency to frustrate people. You know. So I, I, uh, I would have liked to see that. Yeah. He, I mean, I remember when I became, you know, more of an MLS fan and obviously a sporting fan back in like 2014, it was like peak Dom Dwyer. And I remember looking at our team and thinking about 
if I were not a fan of Sporting KC, who would be the man on this team that I would just absolutely hate? And it's Dom Dwyer, without question. For sure. But he was on our team, so it was all good. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's just, you know, it's he's, – he's a pest, really, is what he is on the field. Well, and you remember, it, it's always like that with old, uh, old faces that used to play with us. It's like the freaking – what was it? Christian Namath came and, like, played against us with New England and, yep. like, threw an elbow at Graham Zussi yep. and was – red carded in like the first 10 minutes yep. it was crazy i forgot that namath was with the revolution for a while that was a very strange stop where's he at now career. that's a great question i don't know what he's doing now uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna try to look that up real quick he's definitely not well, in i don't he's definitely not in mls but i mean I, I i thought he definitely would go somewhere else in mls you know yeah i just he might he wouldn't be want a, that problem i guess he might be a free agent uh let's see here according to oh no ah he is with uh noted slovak club fc dac 1904 dunajka strada in slovakia apparently what the hell dude you just you just sounded <laughs> like you were you sounded like you were ready to interfere with some elections right yeah i mean <laughs> i've never i've never heard of this club so, you know. My goodness. He's made one appearance in 2020. Zero goals. Well, 2020 is what it is. One appearance, uh, I guess you take it. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, wow. that's what it is. <laughs> but um, Orlando game was, was chippy. Sporting KC had opportunities. But then 38th minute, this is perhaps one of the strangest mistakes I've ever seen Matt Beasler make. Orlando had the ball close to midfield. Beasler was uh, man-marking Benji Michelle. Orlando has the ball. I think it was Nani up at about midfield. And for some reason, Beasler started just running back toward the middle of the field. And Nani sends this ball right over the top. Benji Michelle stays on. He's wide open one-on-one with, uh, with Tim Melia and just pokes it in. Beasler tries to make up with, you know, trying to play defense from behind. And Tim was so mad. Tim picked up the ball and just threw it as hard as he could. And he looked like he was about to rip into Beasler. I wish he would have thrown it at Beasler. Just hit him right <laughs> in the butt. Like, what are you doing? Hey, is this the game? Uh, it feels like it's been forever. I have zero concept of time. Anyways, uh, is this the game that Beasler came out at halftime for a quote-unquote injury? Yeah, Winston Reed okay. checked in at the half. Beasler right. now – I wasn't at the game. You weren't at the game. Someone I know who was at the game said that they saw Beasler talking to the trainer at halftime. Beasley didn't come out of the locker room right away after the half. And then when he did come out, he had ice on his leg, it looked like. But Which he was like, hey, uh, give me a bag of ice. I don't want to play the second <laughs> half. I really fucked up. No. <laughs> well, well, what's interesting, not to be a conspiracy theorist, but what's interesting is Peter was asked about bringing on Winston Reed at, at halftime. And his response was very short and terse. And all he said mm-hmm. was, I believe Matt Beasler does have an injury. I just don't know what that is yet. Oh, it was so short. Dude, he was asked about it, why Beasler came off. And he just said, I believe he has an injury. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. You don't want to tell us any more about it? I get it. This is, you know, MLS is Illuminati. I mean, we don't know <laughs> shit about soccer injuries ever. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's interesting though, because generally speaking, when – in, in the in, in the past when there's been an injury of a player and, and Peter's been asked about it in post game, he 
he doesn't give a lot, but he usually gives a little bit more than that. He'll be like, ah, oh, you know, Daniel, he picked up a little bit of a knock in his left leg. I talked to him. I don't think he'll yeah. do too bad, but I think it'll be we'll, all right. We'll get we'll get some you know more tests done tomorrow, and and it'll be good. This was just super short, so I don't know. I just I wonder. I wonder if you would have come out anyway, and then Peter was just like, I was going to take you out. I don't want to talk to you right now. I'll find out about your injury later. Yeah, it felt uh, felt personal first, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see the, the extent of that when uh, before the next game on Saturday. Is, yeah. it, is, is it our old buddies Houston again that we get to play for the 27th time? I think so, yeah. That's fun. So. Well, and so here's the thing. I did actually, I got these goals out of order. <laughs> that Beasler goal that I just talked about was actually was the, second the second goal. goal. Yeah. MLSsoccer.com put them up in a weird, weird way. Um, Stupid. That was the second goal. The, the first goal, weirdly, almost identical. Uh, you know, Orlando's coming up the field and Tesho Akindele is running up just straight down the middle of the field. And for some reason, Roberto Puncic, who's supposed to be marking Tesho Akindele, does the same sort of thing Beasler did, where he kind of steps up, although Punchech, I think, was at least attempting to keep him offside. Doesn't work. Akindale gets by and just puts the ball right past Melia. So that was the first goal. And then the Beasler goal was the second one. And that's probably why Tim was so mad. It happened two minutes later. It was almost identical, and it was Beasler doing it. Yeah. Do you, you remember the days when uh, Melia used to get shutouts and was like, you know, it's all, it's not just me, it's all, it's the, the D line in front of me. Uh, yeah. You know, I got a good group of guys. He's not saying that anymore. <laughs> not really. No. He's, I mean, there's only been one time I can remember where, where Tim got, like, openly critical yeah. of his teammates. And I, it was a couple years ago. It was 2018. And he basically was like, we all have to do better. And he was like, myself included. But he was, he was like, we're not playing well defensively. We can't do this. We're not going to win games if sure. we do this. And you could tell he was visibly frustrated because he was getting left out to dry. I bet now he's probably like, well, this isn't my fault. <laughs> well, I do, I do wonder. It would be, you know, it'd be an interesting scenario to see if this were a normal year and a normal season and we were allowed to go in the locker rooms after the games or whatnot, how Tim would respond. I think he's probably glad he doesn't have to do that right now. I'd be real glad to not have to go talk to everybody while I'm trying to put pants on, you know? Yeah, that is always awkward. And it, it's, you, you, you try to let them get dressed before. Right. Like you need, you need a quote, but you're also like, Tim, you know, it's okay. Like put your pants on. Well, why don't you just bust your shirt off, dude? Blast your nips and, and interview <laughs> the guys. Be like, hey, what's up? I just want to fit in with you guys, make you feel more comfortable. I'll do pants too. I've seen Ilya's naked chicken ass walking around here. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, it is funny because especially sometimes, you know, people will also, reporters will, will film with their phones to try to get like video clips and whatnot too. So it is funny. Sometimes players are like, Invasion. They'll, they'll put on a shirt so they look like they're dressed, but they'll still just like be standing there in their underwear. Uh, like, their so shirt, the their half, shirt cocking it. It's a no pants party. <laughs> well, Winnie the Pooh action. Uh, yep, exactly. So, <laughs> but you never know. Um, what if you know. did that? What if you just took off your polo and you're like, so uh, your thoughts on the, <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Oh man. It's, uh, I don't know. It's rough. But I don't know, this game, it was 2-0 at the half. And then 53rd minute, there seemed like there maybe was some signs of live sport in case he came out looking like they were a renewed team. And then uh, Zussi tossed in a cross that found its way, I think, to Gerso, who sent the ball back across the face of the net. Johnny Russell crashed the far post and then headed it in with authority into the back of the net. And suddenly you're like, okay, 
It's 2-1. Maybe there's a chance. It's like, here we go again, you know, trying to bring it back. Yeah, it's just wasn't wasn't in the cards. And again... Why do we you, dig this hole for ourselves, though? It's so hard to get out of. It is, and it keeps happening. And Peter touched on that after the game. I'll read that here in a second. But not sound like a broken record again. But if you look at the XG for the game, guess what? Sporting KC had the better opportunities. Sporting KC's XG was 1.54 to Orlando's 1.15. Sporting should have won this game. It's just silly, stupid defensive mistakes cost them the game once again. It's crazy. It's not good. But this is this is an interesting... So Peter, after the game, he was like, it's decision-making. When you look at the things that we work on in training, these are all the things that are repetition of a situation we do on a regular basis. There's just very poor decisions. He goes, I think the second half was completely different mindset. You know, that was a positive thing. Uh, but then he was like, these goals are scored because of really, really poor decisions, and that can't continue. It puts the team in a hole. The team can't come back from being down one or two every single time, which I think is true. It's just... It's not, it can't it's not sustainable. And I think I, I saw someone online talking about how, you know, sporting really needs to get on them early. And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, I think that's what they try to do. Right. And they tried it. God, that, that offside, it was an offside trap. We tried to get them twice and, and they just, oh my God, exploited us, man. So yeah. easily. The problem is with the offside trap is like, if you're going to do that, one, you're living and die by the line. But two, you got to make sure that you, as a defensive line, are together. Mm-hmm. And, and part of the problem was Punchech was about two yards past the rest of the, the defensive line. So he had to run backwards trying to get Akindeli offside, which means his momentum is taking him the exact opposite direction of Akindeli. So when he didn't get there, Akindeli blows by him. There's no chance for a recovery, and then it's a goal. Dude, when I play a game, I don't want to be on the defensive line because I don't want that responsibility of keeping someone on side. You know what I mean? I play in yeah. front of the center backs. I'm like, don't put me back there. I'll be, I'll be the reason for a goal. Don't right. even do that. At, it's not at, scary. At the point Punchech was at, like, it's almost like, don't try to run back to, to set an offside trap. You've already blown that when you're so far out of line with the rest of your defense. At that point, you just kind of got to cut your losses and then just challenge him for the air ball and hope that you can just muck it up enough that he's not going to get it. But he did kind of the worst possible thing. It sucks to lose that way to two almost identical goals in a sense that you kind of handed it to them. You didn't make them dribble around you. You didn't make them do cute little passes or nothing. They just went through you easily. Yeah, it's not great. And so it ends 2-1. And like we said – we were supposed to be able to bounce back and have a game on Sunday against the Rapids. That obviously didn't happen. We're still in third place. We take on the Houston Dynamo in Houston Saturday at 7 p.m. But, of course, they have no Albert Elise because he's gone over to Portugal. So yes, that helps because he killed us. Yeah, he's not fun. Time. No. But they had younger people waiting in the wings to come on. So, I mean, they'll replace him just fine, I'm sure. Right. And he, he obviously had a big – role to play in, in every single time Sporting's played Houston this year. But but he wasn't the only one. I mean, Mauro Minotas scored against us. I mean, there are other players who have scored against us when they've come on. And, and Tab Ramos looks like a great coach for Houston. So He could be. He could be the real deal for them. They've, they've had a little bit of a resurgence, but they've been a little inconsistent as well. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it'll be interesting. I don't feel 
this point, I don't feel confident saying we're going to get a win. I'd like to get a result. I'm expecting a loss. It, it, it sucks. I mean, you'd like to uh, at least get a point out of there. But at this time, dude, when, when's it the time when we got to say you need three points? Like you got to win because right. as congested as this, this conference is, you got to get out of there. Yeah. Well, one player we will have back for the Houston game is Daniel Shallowy because he hey. confirmed that he was the player who had coronavirus and what? he has since been cleared to return. Surprise. I had no idea. Yeah. He, uh, he posted a picture on Instagram, said, finally cleared, healthy, and back on the field. Time to work and finish the season strong. Stay safe out there. Goodbye, COVID. He was like, suck it, COVID. I wish he would have said suck it, COVID. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad to have him back. It's, you know, just, it's, it's a weird time. What's he, I mean, is he going to play? Uh, he hadn't been playing that much. I guess that's a little depth if you got to give Gerso a break or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, hey, at this point, warm bodies are good. Warm bodies are good. <laughs> put that on your tombstone. <laughs> uh, Sporting KC did also put up a pretty interesting little uh, article about Winston Reed on mm. SportingKC.com. It makes sense, but I didn't realize that right after preseason ended and then the regular season started for two games and then stopped, that he actually went back to England to be with his family until MLS yeah. is back. He said it was because of uh, he had like visa issues. Oh, was that what it was? He was in a very lengthy press conference along with Peter. They each spoke for about 15 minutes. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I remember him saying it was visa issues, why he had to go back, which is gotcha. like, don't, how, do you not, how do you not take care of that stuff? You know, I don't well, get it. I mean, given the current administration, they don't make it easy for people to come over here to do anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, They're just going to take our jabs. <laughs> um, did you see, by the way, the Denver Broncos at their football game? They, cut, they had the entire town of South Park cut out as fans in their stadium. Pretty smart. Yeah, yeah. very, very cool. Including uh, Satan was there. South Park did Satan was there. <laughs> that South Park is having a special pandemic episode on HBO Max on Thursday. I did, and I can't decide if it will be incredibly hilarious or incredibly depressing. It might be a little bit of both. It's going to be one or the other. Yeah, so, I'm definitely going to check that out. Uh, but yeah, we check out the thing about Winston Reed. He talks a little bit about you know his impressions of MLS, and he's like, yeah, there are a lot of really good athletes here. But he also talks about his impressions of Kansas City and the club. So... He's, I mean, it's cool to hear somebody who's played in the EPL for years come here and say, you know, he's, he's really impressed with the city and with the setup and the people around the team and how much they take care of you. And he goes, it's way more than I expected. So, I wish he could enjoy the city and the amenities uh, more. I wish it wasn't the state that we're in right now, you know? That is true because – Kansas City is one of those places that like, obviously, I mean, I grew up in LA. I'm not from Kansas City. I never thought about coming to Kansas City for a vacation. I never thought about traveling to Kansas City until I ended up moving here because my fiance's family is from here. The first time I came to visit Kansas City was in college when we were dating. But it is a city. you didn't think about having a house in LA. You're like, I'll never own a house out here. How could I do that? (laughs) Exactly. But it is a cool place. Like there's so much to do. It's just like, there's not like a Disneyland and there's not a Times Square or or a South Beach. But there is, there's a lot of, I mean, the food scene's great. Uh, the music scene's really cool. There's some good hiking. There's trails. There's, there's fantastic world-class museums. It's, there's a lot to do. It's just a matter of 
can you do it <laughs> during coronavirus, which not really. It's a bad deal. It, it sucks for people like him and, and for Polito as well. Uh, being yeah. their first year here, like, well, this, this sucks. I'm kind of trapped inside with yeah. my family. Ew. Right. Well, especially like, man, you think about, you know, college basketball and how much this region loves college basketball. And, you know, they didn't get to be here when the Big 12 tournament takes over power and light like that that's that's a cool energy where like everybody's like here repping their schools like i'm not even a huge college basketball fan because usc sucks at college basketball but it's infectious to be like march madness and big 12 tournament and all that stuff and or chiefs games royals games being able to go to those and experience that it's just i don't know man it's it's tough that and it's sad that they're not able to actually be able to experience that well, because it sucks. What's that do to their mindset? Um, do do they want to stay another year? Do they want to stay longer? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the contracts are, but it's like uh, if you don't get to experience something, then yeah, I just like to go back home. This is kind of depressing. Well, and even beyond just them, like if another player from Liga MX East or EPL is like, hey, what's what's Kansas City like? Winston Reed or Alan Polito can't really give them an accurate representation because they haven't been able to experience it themselves. Right. So they just kind of take the word of everybody else. Exactly. But I don't know, man. That's about all I have for, for Sporting KC related uh, news and stories this week. You got anything else before we just touch on a couple other things and sign off? Nah, man. I think it'll be uh, – hopefully we get some rested men on, on Saturday. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm going to say this is a, a crucial three points, man. Like Houston's had our number a little bit lately. We need to get it back. Yeah, I, I'm I'm hopeful, but I can't say I expect to get a win or anything because I don't know. It's just it's going to be tough. It, we're not trending in the right direction, so the, the confidence level is very low. Yeah, exactly. Uh, around the rest of the league, obviously, we talked about results kind of went relatively positive for for Sporting KC. Gonzalo Higuain made his debut for, for Miami and it didn't go very well, not just because Miami didn't win, but because he skied a penalty kick. I don't know if you saw this, but I saw it and I can't stop seeing Andrew Wiebe being <laughs> upset about it on Twitter. He's like, Well, someone tell me why this happened. Like, we need a story. Well, and and what's amazing is so after he skied the penalty kick, uh a, a Philadelphia defender kind of like uh, Jacob Glesnes kind of did a fist pump like right in front of Iguain's face. And then another Philly defender kind of came up and Iguain was about to fight people. He was. And like hands were coming up. Like they, I, I don't know what was said. Like was Philly, did, they, did the players just get in his face and was like, you ain't shit. You thought you'd come here, be a DP. You ain't shit. <laughs> well, it's weird because so Glesnes is going to try to get the rebound. He does the fist pump right in front of Iguain's face, but he wasn't the one that Iguain went after at first. It was another player that came in and Iguain chest bumps him, gets right in his face, and then suddenly it's five on one and he was going to fight everybody. It was. <laughs> it's like someone said something. Like someone said, bro, you're trash. Like. Yeah. You, how do you not even put it on frame? Right. You're a freaking world famous scorer, you know? Yeah. So that's an embarrassing start to his MLS career, but it's pretty amazing. <laughs> but I, I'm in the Andrew Weeby court. I want a story. Can someone go on record and tell us why that happened and why wasn't it? Why didn't reporters ask about it at the end? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, we don't know. It's strange. I'd be all over that dude. And even you, you'd be in the locker room. Like, Hey, what, 
Why did that happen? Yeah. How do you not ask that question as a journalist? Yeah, you should. I mean, I or a blogger. Why the hell not? I asked Peter about why he was fighting with Lucci and what he said to the assistant coach. He didn't give me much, but you got to at least ask the question. He didn't, he didn't give you shit, but (laughs) but you have to ask. Absolutely. So that was funny. Uh, Outside of MLS, we, we have gold cup uh, groups now. So the U S and Canada will be in the same group, which I am terrified of because I think Alfonso Davies is going to murder us all in our sleep. So he's just, he's, he's, I don't think the U S has an answer for Alfonso Davies. And I don't, I mean, obviously we have players like Christian Pulisic, but I don't trust Greg Berhalter to use Pulisic well enough to actually take advantage of his skill set. And we've seen what Alfonso Davies can do. Alfonso Davies is starting for Bayern Munich as they win the champions league. So yeah. It's just the U.S., Canada, Martinique, and then winner of prelims, number seven. That's going to be our group where, meanwhile, Mexico just has to face El Salvador and Curacao and the winner of some other prelim. So, I don't know, man. I'm still just really disillusioned with the U.S. men's national team. I don't trust them. So, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's a matter of what, you know, do we think that, we can actually get some results and win or not. I don't know. It's tough. It'll be interesting, man. Uh, you know, international soccer is just kind of at this big standstill right now. And it's like, Oh wait, there's going to be gold, uh, world cup qualifying soon. So yeah. well, we got to do something. Yeah. And then lastly, speaking of us men's national team, uh, Weston McKinney started again for Juventus. That was a two, two draw with Roma, but I mean, that's, Hey, I love what, his career has his career trajectory where it's taken him. I mean, going from Schalke to now starting for Juventus alongside, you know, some of the best players in the world. It's good for him. Yeah, so, for sure. It's it's encouraging to see McKenney and Polisic like really not just play well, but start and and become key parts of teams like Juventus and Chelsea. Yeah, it looks good for uh, for the U.S. Man, we're not used to seeing that happen. No, and and then of course Tyler Adams with. Uh, Red Bull Leipzig and whatnot. So like there are pieces for this young U.S. men's, US men's national team to, to be a good team. It's just, I don't trust Greg Berhalter to do it. That's your issue with the coach? Pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's with the coach and it's with the system. And it's just that he's never been able to get enough out of the players. So I don't know. Yeah. Only time will tell what, uh, what that's going to look like. But that's about all I have. So is, uh, you got anything else for our good listeners before we sign off? Nah, man, that is it. Everyone just, uh, you know, stay safe, keep doing your thing. And, and yeah, we'll see you next week. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for the five-star rating and review. If you have not yet done so, please go ahead and do that. But uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Or shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. But until then, next week, hopefully with a victory pod after a Houston game. We'll see. He's Dan. I'm Jimmy. And we'll catch you all later. See ya. See you later, Jimmy Fauci. Yeah.